to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos. I am Denise. Happy Wednesday. How are you all? I hope you guys are all had a great President's Day off. If you're here in the States, United States, that is. Um, because, you guys, I am officially listened to in 52 countries. Fifth, first off, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't name 52 countries unless I look at this list. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, um, today we're going to talk about something that um, I've really, really been focusing on because I'm telling you it made a huge difference in my life is trying to control and get under control your anger. Basically, anger management. I have been doing anger management since my first job. I actually, um, the one of the first jobs I got, uh, the first companies, I should say, so I had multiple positions within that company. Uh, the One of the latest ones I had was a management position. And um, I had a group of people that worked underneath me. And I was very good at what I did. We were a very productive group. Um, but I had, uh, zero control over my emotions, zero. And there's tons of stuff that involves that. We're not going to talk about where your anger is coming from, where my anger comes from today. We're going to talk about just how to manage it. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to tame your temper. Um, these are things that I all exercise and that I do and have talked about with my therapist. And um, because that is one of the things that I see my therapist for, and that is for rage therapy. Um, now, I did say anger management, but then I switched it to rage. And I'm going to tell you why. Because although I did have problems and have to um, repeatedly go through anger management courses in order to keep my position, um, I after I had Peter, um, I also have OCD. For those of you who know and listen to the podcast, if you're new, I'm also diagnosed OCD. Um, one of my many plethora of um, diagnoses that I get to walk through with life all happy and figure out how to deal with everything. Um but when you have OCD, there is a large, large percentage um, that you are going to get, a percentage, I should say, that you are going to get uh, postpartum, but in lieu of depression, you're going to get rage. So basically rage, postpartum rage. Um, it sounds just as uh, messy as you think it, <laughs> as you think it sounds. Um, so for me, I see my therapist for my postpartum rage episodes um, because they also stem from my anger management from childhood PTSD. So there's that. Um, so let's talk about some things to uh, deal with your anger. And I'm going to talk about some stuff um, more openly. I totally recommend that you listen to Saturday's Coffee Talk because I have had something brewing inside me that I just need to talk about. And you're either going to be with me or you're going to be not with me. And um, I'm okay with either one because uh, you do you, booze. So here, today uh, we're going to talk about keeping our tempers in check because it can be super challenging, okay? But there are simple anger management tips um, 
from literally taking timeouts, like no joke, to using uh, what they call I statements to stay in control. And that is something that has really been beneficial to me. Okay. Um, this, you know, do you think you have anger management issues? Just think about it. Do you like flip out and go into road range if people cut you off in traffic? Okay. Do, um, if you have kids that like do not cooperate with your going, do you feel like your blood pressure is going up? Okay. Anger is a common and, and actually even a healthy emotion. Don't Anger gets a bad rap sometimes, but it is a healthy emotion, but it is super important to deal with it in a positive way because uncontrolled anger can literally take a toll on your health and on your relationships, probably more so on your relationships. Uh, it is going to take a toll on your health, but the relationships, yeah, it's going to stab it right in the heart. So here are 10 things that I have been working on to help me uh, basically get my anger management under control. So think before you speak. Now I'm working hard on this because <laughs> it's super hard, but okay. So I kind of like, for me, this is a double edged sword for me because in the heat of the moment, it's super easy to say something that you're going to regret later you need to take a few moment, like moments, um, maybe even minutes, okay, maybe even hours to collect your thoughts before you say anything, okay? And you also, if this, if the positions are reversed, you also have to allow others involved in the situation to do the same, okay? Now, I will tell you that there are circumstances. I'm going to talk about one on Saturday where. People need to be told because it's just, it's a total rude situation and it's not okay. Um, then there are times where you do really need to just nip the bud. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, poop or get off the pot. There are some times you just need to poop. Okay. Um, so think before you speak. All right. Number two, once you're calm which can be literally sometimes the next day or a couple days. <laughs> Just, I'm being honest here. Express your concerns, okay? So when you actually start thinking clearly, for me, okay, this is what I'm working on. And I find that I communicate better with Mr. Sith when I do this. I express my French, the, the frustration that I've been having, right? It's been building up. I, I express that assertively, but non-confrontationally. Okay, because when I'm angry, I tend to be like, you, you know, you, 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 you. And I need to like wrap that down. Like it needs to be hit on the head. And that Denise needs to just relax. And what I want to do is I literally just want to be able to think clearly and just get that crazy red fog out. And I want to express my frustration, but I'm going to do it in an assertive but non-confrontational way. I'm going to state my concerns and my needs clearly and directly, but I'm not going to be hurting others or trying to control them. You know what I'm saying? It, when you're in this like completely anger meltdown or rage episode, you really do need to just not speak to anybody until you're done. Like in my house, if I'm maxed out, I literally am just, Mr. Sith and Peter both know, trigger, I'll just tell them, trigger, I'm triggered, I gotta go, it's coming, 
and I'll just do whatever and they'll leave me alone. And I'll bring it up later. Or sometimes I don't because it was something that just overwhelmed me at the moment. You know, too much stuff going on, overstimulated. And so something little was ridiculous, but I was overstimulated. So rather than flip out at everybody over, you know, I'm trying to cut onions and I'm crying, but everybody's screaming and there's three different things on and I'm overwhelmed and the dog's barking, but nobody's letting him out and that kind of stuff. Just then you just got to like, it was just a moment, let it go. And then just say, Hey, you know, the other day I was, I gave you guys a trigger warning, but I want to explain to you why I was triggered. Um, I was triggered because I was overstimulated because this, this, and this was going on. And I, I, not you, right. Never you. I really needed help in that moment, but I didn't know how to ask for it. Um, so I probably could have asked one of you to take the dog out or let him out or do something. And I didn't do that, but that's what would help me avoid that later. Good example right there. True example as well. Um, so think before you speak, uh, get calm and then express your concerns. Number three, get some exercise. All right, I'm telling you, physical activity reduces stress that literally can cause you to be angry, okay? I'm telling you, you guys are fighting back on me, but hear me out on this. If you feel your anger is escalating, go for a brisk walk, go for a run, uh, get on the Peloton. For me, start cleaning. I clean. You know, people used to make fun of me before Peter came. I cleaned all the time. I'll tell you why. I look back now and now I know why I cleaned all the time. Because it was a physical way for me to move. Because you have to understand my lupus was at its worst then. So I had trouble physically exercising. But one of the things that I could do or control in some small capacity was moving through cleaning. Totally makes sense now. I'm doing that once again. Although I can do other stuff. Um, I do need to get my ass back on the Peloton. Um, or spend some time doing other enjoyable physical activities. Now everyone's like, Denise, cleaning is not enjoyable. I will be honest with you all. It is enjoyable for me. I will tell you why. Right after I have that sip of water. Um, I love a clean household. I like sitting in a room. For me, and we've talked about this decluttering, this decluttering year has been everything for me because as I'm decluttering, I feel the weight, this emotional stagnant weight that was just on me because I knew that clutter was there. It might've been jammed in my closet. It might've been jammed in my drawers. It might've been jammed in your cabinets or in your closets, but nonetheless, it's there. And you know, it's there. Therefore, you're carrying it with you. And so for me, cleaning is a huge release because having that stuff not there means that I'm no longer carrying it with me. So me personally, cleaning is a huge, enjoyable physical activity because, I mean, I'm just saying, it's like for me, washing your sheets, vacuuming, uh, having a clean floor and clean counters and sitting down in your family room, den, living room, whatever you want to call it, and just looking around and everything's just clean and it smells nice. People that is like, oh, I can just take a nap right there. I can't actually, but I could read a good book and have a cup of tea. You know what I'm saying? So one, think before you speak. Then once you're calm, express your concerns, get some exercise, okay? Number four, take a time out. 
Now, this is my trigger. In my house, I just say trigger. I don't know why. It's just a word we came up with. Probably in today's lifetime, trigger probably isn't a great word for it because I'm not triggered where I'm going to like scream and like be like a weirdo. But um, yeah, I said it. Timeouts aren't just for kids. Just know that. Okay. Give yourself short breaks during the time of the day. Okay. That tend to be stressful. You know, when we're cooking dinner. When we are, you know, trying to do laundry, but a hundred things are happening. When all the kids are coming home from school, when you're getting everybody in the car and you're all going to sports and somebody's in the back screaming and everybody's hungry. And, you know, those are the stressful moments. You know which ones are stressful for you at what time of the day. But a few moments of quiet time during those times are going to help you feel better prepared to handle what's ahead without getting like irritated and angry. And, you know, sometimes even, do you ever, like for me, Sometimes when I'm super angry, I cry. It's like my body is releasing as much as it can. And the only way it can do that is by crying. I feel like every physical tear that I shed while I'm furious is like my body literally trying to squeeze out all the anxiety through this tiny little drop. I kid you not. Does anybody else do that? Like get totally just saying, you know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Um, I lost track on my list here. I was like, wait, what is it? Oh, number five. Okay. So, um, we're going to recap real quick. Think before you speak, get calm, express your concerns, get some exercise, take a time out. Number five, identify possible solutions. Okay. Sometimes when I'm in the heat of the matter, okay, I'm in the middle of it. I'm not identifying any possible solutions. So for me, it's easier to do this after I calm down and I look back at it all. In fact, it's, you can really analyze it way better when you're calm. So instead of focusing on what made you mad, I work on resolving the issue at hand. Okay. So does my kid's messy room make me upset? Uh, close the door. It's, I mean, this is what it is. I did this to the guest room right now. So the parentals left. I had to clean it all, but right now we're purging the house. So I'm putting stuff in there. I'm using it like Grand Central Station for stuff as we're moving it around into the new places as we're cleaning it up. Close the door. That's what I've done because I can't stand looking at it. I love that the door is open because we have beautiful sun that comes in those back windows in the late afternoon. So I love having the sun. We have sun from both east and west directions in my house. So my house is always lit up and I love it with sunlight. Um, is your hubby, wife late for dinner every night, schedule meals later in the evening. Okay. That might work for you. I'm going to be super honest with you. <laughs> I know this was one of the suggestions that my therapist gave to me, but I will be very honest with you. I eat, I cannot eat past six o'clock or my body just breaks down. I eat between five and five 30 at latest six o'clock. Mr. Sith knows that, and on days that he does have to work late, Peter and I will eat, and he will have stuff that's left over. You know what I'm saying? Like, his stuff is kept, and then he can heat that up when he gets home. Um, but I cannot eat late like that, and I actually don't encourage eating late. Eating after 6 o'clock is a maximum. If you eat after 6 o'clock, it's really not healthy, especially for children. Um, just saying. That's a whole nother thing. Um, or like we do agree. So if you're either going to prepare, if it's just you and your partner and you want to eat late with him, that's great. Or her, 
But if you have kids, maybe you can agree to eat out on your own a few times a week, right? Mr. Sip does that sometimes, you know, we, we give and go. And you also have to understand that some things are just simply out of your control. And that's like my world. I need to understand that I cannot control everything. And it has significantly reduced my anxiety in that that's just life. Like it is what it is. I can't control that. I need to be realistic about what you can and cannot change. And you need to remind yourself that anger won't fix anything. Literally, it might just only make it worse. 100%. Because when I get angry and I go into a rage episode, I don't recall what I say because I like blackout during those times. And I will say stuff that cuts you to the quick. Like I will scar you, like emotional scarring. And I've said things to people that I don't recall saying, but I'm sure I did. And this all stems from childhood trauma and all that having the same done to me. And so you want to be able to quit back with the same hurt, right? If you get sliced with words, you want to slice right back. And my words are going to be harder than your word. My sword's going to be sharper than your sword. And that's what I get. And so I try to say little now because I don't want anything to happen. So, all right, we have five more ones we're going to go through, but we're going to take a quick little endorsement break and then we'll be right back. Hey everybody, Denise here. Listen, you guys know that I have been on this food journey um, and I've really amped it up this year going um, a majority of plant-based. And one of the things that I have utilized to help make this journey a little bit easier and have what I need, the food available to me, um, at a convenience has been Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest is a company that's on a mission to make it really easy to eat more sustainably grown organic fruits and vegetables every day. Why? Because getting five servings daily can help you live longer on a healthier planet. But also it's because it is really hard in a busy lifestyle and day to day, especially as moms, to actually be able to get those servings in. And I absolutely, hands down, use their products every day. The number one that I love, the smoothies. So this is huge. I literally just add water. My favorite of all time is the cinnamon, uh, the carrot cinnamon. That's what it is. It tastes like a carrot cake. It's up, it's good for you. And they have tons of them. They have a cold brew options. They have greens options. They have just fruit options. They have super acai options and all of these different uh, whatever fits your lifestyle they have. I can offer to you guys a personal code that I have that is just like everybody else can get one. You can get one as well. If you sign up for the product and pass it on to someone that you know, um, you can get up to $65 off on your first order, depending on what meal plan or products that you selected by just using uh, the code RE-K4LMG46 at checkout. Again, you can, I will put the code below on the podcast for people to copy. But again, that promo code is RE-K4LMG46 and get yourself some daily harvest. Start a new journey for yourself, just like I did and feel better about you. Hello, we are back. We're back, we're back, we're back. Okay, so we are talking about anger management today. We went through uh, one of the, uh, I've got a list of 10 things, right? Uh, recap, one, think before you speak. Two, stay calm, express your concerns. 
Three, get some exercise. Four, take a time out. Five, identify possible solutions instead of flipping out about them. We're going to move on to number six, which is stick with I statements. This is something that's super hard for me to do. And I have made every effort. I am in 1 billion percent this year to stick with my I statements because criticizing or placing blame only increases the tension. So you're supposed to use I statements to describe the problem and be respectful and specific. So for example, I'm upset that you left the table while, without offering to help for dishes instead of you never do any housework. You. So if you switch it to an I'm or an I, that's better. I'm upset that you left the table without offering to help with the dishes. You never do housework. You know what I'm saying? It sounds so much better. And it really is, when you are the receiver of that, it really changes. It is two different responses to that. You are literally agitating and, and asking for two different responses when you use a you or an I statement. He is never going to go wrong with the I statement. You statements are just going to be a plethora of problems. Take me, take it from me, people. Uh, number seven, don't hold a grudge. Girl, this is so hard for me because I literally used to tell people to their faces when they crossed me that I that they have that I am officially ending my friendship with them and that what they did with me I will take to my effing grave and I will never forget what they did for me to me. And I'm like, man, no wonder I was so No wonder I have six autoimmune diseases. I mean, really? Forgiveness is a powerful tool. Let me say it louder for the people in the back. Forgiveness is a powerful tool. Oh my, my lanta. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you allow anger and other negative feelings to crowd out positive feelings, you're going to be swallowed up in your own bitterness and sense of injustice. Whoo, I know this for a fact, okay? This is literally the first 25, 30 years of my life was being swallowed up in my own bitterness and sense of injustice. Now, mind you, it's not usually on you. I did that because that was how I was raised. Sad but true, okay? Living in bitterness and injustice. If something goes wrong or not the way you want, that's because the world is after you, Denise. I'm not even joking. I still have family members, of primor primarily a majority of them live this way with this thought process. It's sad. It's horribly sad. Forgiving someone who angered you might help you both learn from a situation and strengthen your relationship. I say might because it doesn't always. And if the other person doesn't accept it, that's not on you. You did what you had to do and then you move on. And if that other person is still not okay with it, then they're not okay with it. And you just keep moving. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do. Number eight, use humor to release tension. This is my life, my friends. That's why I can tell a story. That's why I can tell anecdotal humors. 
That's why I run a podcast, because lightening up helps diffuse tension. I was going to say something else, but I'm like, inappropriate word. Lightning helps diffuse tension. And I always tried to be the funny girl. I always told the funny stories. And that's because my body was filled with tension for me. Shitty childhood, uh, not coming to terms with it as a young adult, going into victim mode, then getting cancer, then, ju- you know what I mean? It's just one thing. It was I was like a barrel roll of blah, 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 blah. I just kept rolling down the hill and just picking up all of these negative feelings and bitterness. And I just went with it. I was in full victim mode. And until you just forgive everything and move forward, and then what you have to work on, or for me, like what I had to work on and continue to work on going forward is, is that when you are raised in that manner with those behaviorisms, that was the norm for you growing up. And so you have to realize that it is not the norm. And so in real people don't respond that way. Real people don't expect something because they did something out of kindness for you. Some people, you know, most people, when they do something for someone, they don't expect something in return. It's not considered payment due sooner when I need you, that kind of thing. And so it does take time to let that go. But if you constantly practice forgiveness and not holding a grudge and moving on and doing things from goodness and knowing that other people do do that, if you make that a repetitive thing in your life, it's systematic then you will start doing it all the time and falling back on those old ways, get better and better. And I know this because I've gotten better and better. And it doesn't mean that I don't fall back and I and I do this. Everybody makes mistakes. I'm human, but it is a lifelong thing. It's a lifelong thing. You are in recovery from basically dysfunctionalism. There, I said it. <laughs> Number nine. Um, oh, so I just, let me, before I go into number nine, using humor, using humor to release tension. Um, so you're going to lighten it up, obviously to help you tension, but you using humor to help you face what's making you angry and possibly basically like unrealistic expectations for how you think things should go. You know what I'm saying? But you should avoid sarcasm. Because it can hurt feelings and make things worse. I went through a stage where I tried to be funny, but it was sarcastic. And in all honesty, it made some relationships that I had were completely terminated because I had went the sarcasm route. And I was like, that clearly didn't work. And then I was like, hey, I tried to make light of the situation, but it wasn't, you know, when you look at it in a clearer mind, um, it clearly was sarcasm. And it was, Basically, I provoked them to move away. I wouldn't have wanted anybody to state that to me. So um, avoid sarcasm. Humor's okay. All right. Nine, practice relaxation skills. Okay. So for most people will do like yoga and chill and all that. And when you have a type A personality um, like myself and you're OCD, um, it is very, very hard to relax. So you must practice relaxation skills because when your temper flares, 
you need to put those relaxation skills to work. And if you don't have any, that can be a problem. Okay. Now, a lot of people practice like deep breathing, imagining a relaxing scene, repeating like a calming word, uh, like phrases like I used to do, take it easy, take it easy, uh, listening to music, writing in a journal, lots of people like yoga, whatever it takes to encourage relaxation in you. For me, I have problems with deep breathing just because of all the stuff I've been through medically. I spend more time being aggravated that I can't do the deep breathing like you're supposed to. And then I start critiquing myself. And that's not helping, right? It's basically creating more anxiety for myself. So I will imagine a relaxing scene or I will go to YouTube and find a walkthrough meditation scene. That I can do because I am super good at visualization and so I can like daytime visualize with the best of them. I just need like five minutes and I can create a whole world um, in my head. So when they walk me through a re relaxation, I can do those. Those help dramatically. Um, 10, know when to seek help. People, I will always tell you I see a therapist. I think everyone should see a therapist. If you don't have a therapist, I think you should have one. You should go find one. Not all therapists are created equal. It's not like walking into, you know, uh, to me, it's like people spend more time trying to find a, a, a hairstylist, right? Or a hair professional that whatever. Yeah. I don't like calling like hairdresser. It just, I don't know. I just, I think that term is so antiquated. I like hairstylist or like hair professional. Um, if it's something else, let me know. I don't know what the modern PC term is. Um, but I think more people spend time trying to find the right hair professional than they would a therapist. I have lots of people who said, I saw a therapist once and I didn't like them. They were weird. And I'm like, okay, that's one. It wasn't a ma match for you. Because I met with like six therapists before I found the therapist that I have been seeing forever now, nine years. I don't know. And I will tell you that I went through quite a few before because it wasn't a match. You really have to sit down with them. Now, this isn't like a psychiatrist or a psychologist. It's a different like situation. Your therapist should feel like you're talking to a good friend. You should feel like you could tell them anything with no judgment and they should be able to have a conversation with you. You should feel like you're speaking to a friend, um, a good friend without any backlash or recourse, period. Um, I have that with my therapist and I am not letting her go. And she knows that, period. Love her. Um, so that's what it is. Those are the 10 tips for people um, to help anger management. Now, if you are at a point like I am, we're going to wrap this up, but this is really important for people who may suffer from rage episodes like I do. Now, I don't have them often anymore. The last one I had was Christmas. <coughs> <laughs> Listen to the last Christmas episode and you'll know. Um, there are some things that there are healthy ways to release rage. And I'm just going to give you a couple. Number one of them. Uh, they always recommend like throwing or breaking things. I will tell you firsthand, this is real therapeutic. Like those, those what are they called? Thrash rooms? Crash rooms? Thrash rooms? I don't even know. Where you go into the room and you can just smash stuff. 
That is the best thing. I don't know who invented that, but they had rage management issues, period. Um, throwing and breaking, axe throwing. I mean, don't go while you're in an episode with an axe. You know, <laughs> this is things to do, you know, um, when you're not having a full-fledged moment. Um, singing, just like turn the radio on in your car and just start singing. I don't care if you're sitting in your garage or your driveway. doesn't even matter. Dancing. Put the music on. Start dancing around your house. It doesn't matter. Those things on a regular basis are healthy ways to release rage, even if you're not in the movement. Tough workouts. Journaling. Drawing or painting. And if it's something that is work-related or um, if you're in an unhealthy or emotional or physical um, relationship, Changing your surroundings, getting help, go for help. Try not to stay in those situations. Know you're never alone and there are many places available to help you. That's all I got today. Until Saturday, it's going to be a good coffee talk, peep. You got to tune in. You're either going to like it or you're not. Until next time, lead with kindness. Bye.